We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome into to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, March 31st, 2017. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! No Finley McEwen today. I'm a little saddened by that, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll make it through. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, a megaphone, and directly on the Rotowire website. Please feel free to leave a nice review. You know we'd love to have it. Topics for today, of course, we're going to kick things off with the top news like we always do. We've we've laid down a lot of bets on this podcast, so we're going to do a brief recap on all these bets. Uh, yeah, Ken and I are definitely groaning. Ken is going to give his old man rant, perhaps, about how much money he's going to, about to give away in these bets. We're going to talk about some players who have underappreciated stat lines this season. I know Shannon's really fired up to talk about this. And, of course, like we always do on Friday, we'll finish up with our specific Friday FanDuel picks. Ken, let's kick it off, though, with top news. Top news. Well, check out who is falling apart in the East. It is 
the Cleveland Cavaliers beat on the road in Chicago, 99-93 by the Bulls. Kevin Love, 3 for 10, only 8 points. He fouled out in 21 minutes. Rondo with an extremely Rondo game, 7 points, uh, 9 boards, 15 assists, and 2 steals, shooting a woeful 3 for 13 from the field, but still somehow getting the Bulls over the edge. But you know who's in fuego? Nicola, his second straight 28-point, 6 trays game, also threw in 10 boards. The Bulls, oddly enough, I, I was this was the most shocking to me. They swept Cleveland this year, 4-0 against Cleveland this year. Uh, and in smaller news, LeBron James passes Shaq as a 17 all-time scorer. Probably does not care since the Cavs are playing so poorly. What's going on in Cleveland, gentlemen? All right, first of all, is this not the year that we're like, Kind of the average NBA fan is actually rallying behind Cleveland because they want to see them knock off the Warriors, the super team that you know people are slowly starting to dislike, that being the Golden State Warriors. And they're struggling heading into the postseason, and, all, and we're all just kind of like, no, why, 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 why? I, I don't think people are rallying behind them. This team is no, made. Oh, they won. St- they got rings. Yeah, but at at some point in the postseason, I think your average fan is going to go for LeBron James and the Cavaliers over the Warriors, the All Star Warriors. I don't know this this team Get is made. The Boston bandwagon boys. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> totally unbiased. This team, go back to the kids' table. <laughs> the Cavs have made two straight finals. They're they're the reigning champs. They were essentially. They were the Golden State, the Eastern Conference version of the Warriors this year. Like heading into the season, they're the prohibitive favorite. They're they're still expected to kind of walk to the finals. But they're the underdog. They're still underdogs. DJ, DJ, name the team that's won their last two games at the Oracle Center. Name that team. Cavaliers? Boston Celtics have won their last. They really have. I'm not making that up. I I, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But well, the the Celtics are going to luck out because the Pistons aren't going to make the playoffs. But Detroit would have beat Boston in the first that, round. See, that's the thing with right. Boston, Ken, be, is that they, they have can barely win. beat Brooklyn, but they're going to beat Boston. Right. It's it's they're not mm-hmm. a you know they're they're a one seed, sure. But over the course of his career, LeBron James has only ended up winning the Eastern Conference like a few times. It's actually staggering how few times he's actually won the Eastern Conference. So this is just kind of same old, same old, except it does seem like the LeBron James-led team is Wait, DJ, did you mean how many times he's not won the Eastern Conference or how many times he has won the Eastern He's Conference? only won the Eastern Conference a few times. It's actually surprising how li- how few times he's he, his teams have won the Eastern Conference. Because you had teams like the Pacers, Paul George, Lance Stevenson, Roy Hibbert. Uh, you mean the Regular, you're talking about the regular, yeah, season. regular season, being regular the number season, one seed. Yeah. yeah, being the number one seed. So that I'm just piping you down, Ken. I'm trying to uh, burst your bubble here. <laughs> uh, that's perfectly acceptable. But do uh, we, should we talk about the Bulls, though? I, I mean, yeah. So if we want to talk about how Boston you think has, Nicolo should have been starting all season. Hmm? Is there a reason Miritich is coming off the bench? He Fred played, Hoiberg he played like garbage for much he was of the so season. Bad. That's why. I mean, he's just he's. He's got a nice streak going. He had a prolonged cold streak, essentially. He's got a bad attitude. He sucks at defense. His teammates, like Jimmy Butler, doesn't like him. That's why he hasn't wasn't playing. Before. Oh, I did. Jimmy Butler does not like Mary. Just all you have to do is watch a Bulls game and see the looks that Jimmy Butler gives him, and you can tell. I mean, I look at people I hate that way. <laughs> it's some of those post game remarks have been said that they were somewhat directed towards Miritich. Um, oh, when, yeah, back when yeah. Wade and Butler were getting on their yeah. team, um, so 
it's been kind of like the they haven't directly said it, but they're pretty much have said it the whole season. So good for them. But I mean, I think they could steal a game or two off the Celtics if that ends up being the one eight matchup. I think that's entirely possible. Jimmy Butler could go out there and win two games, and then if another game breaks the right way, Ken, it could be an interesting series. Well, how bad is D Wade? D Wade's done, even D-Wade's if they make the done, playoffs, done. right? Yeah, done, 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 done. But uh, no, I, I, you know, uh. I mean, I get back to just my shock. The Bulls swept the Cavs this year, 4-0, so certainly they're capable. It also speaks to, does that mean they actually have a lot of talent, but they're just poorly coached and don't know what they're doing? I mean, how do you sweep the Cavs, and yet you're not even in the playoff picture yet? Maybe will be, but not there yet. Well, so the Bulls are one game out. Uh, Their last, I've got their final five, or sorry, seven games of the season pulled up. They have Atlanta at New Orleans, at New York, at Philadelphia, at Brooklyn, Orlando, Brooklyn. That's pretty favorable. So, I mean, That's they, pretty yeah, favorable. F- four of the seven are on the road, but at the same time, you've got Brooklyn twice, New York, Philadelphia, Orlando. I mean, they should win five of those seven games, which if they go five and two, they're probably going to sneak into the eighth seed. Uh, I should. All right, but back to, my, back to my original question, though. So let's say they do, like you said, and I think you're right. Let's say they sneak in, maybe pass the Pacers and get, or, or the Heat even and get the eighth spot. How is it you go 4-0 against the Cavs, though, and you don't have a winning record? And maybe they'll end at 500. But how, how does that happen? I don't understand that. This team also beat Toronto like 19 straight games. And Toronto, for a stretch, oh, this you know includes the past three years where Toronto's been the better team. It's just a flukish thing. I, I don't think it means much. Jimmy Butler has had really good games against the Cavs this entire uh, this this season, um, so that's part of it. But I would have to go and look back at each game individually. You know, were any of them during Kevin Love's absences? Um, this is a time where the Cavs are really down as well. So I I mean, if they met in the playoffs, I would expect the Cavs to win in five. Well, one other thing, too, and I should say that Dwayne Wade actually isn't done done. He's been doing some light shooting, which actually aggravates me because I wonder if he, he actually could come back sooner than later, but they thought he wasn't going to make the, they weren't going to make the playoffs, so he just said, I'm done. So anyways, uh, but on top of that, you know, we have, when we talked about the Bulls in the preseason, we said this specific collection of talent is not well suited for each other, but I think we all were still willing to admit that they still had like a good deal of talent on their team, just too concentrated in one area. So when they're able to go out there and, you know, extend the court a little bit and shoot some threes, not a terrible team. I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked they lost to the, or they beat the Cavs four times, but I mean, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and a couple of decent role players having a good night. I mean, it's not a bad team by any means when they're clicking. The issue is just, you know, they, they haven't clicked much this year. Does Hoiberg keep his job at the end of the season? I thought his seat had been the hottest over the course of the season, and I could see the Bulls just going in different directions with, the, you know, uh, with the coaching staff, with most front of their players, yeah, front office player personnel. So, I still think it's pretty hot for him. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's go on to uh, Minnesota, where Ricky Rubio career high thirty three points. Ten dimes, five rebounds, two steals, and a win, admittedly, against the woeful Lakers. But listen, look at Rubio's last 20 games. 15 points, four and a half rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, one three a game while shooting 44% from the field, which has always been his bugaboo, and 90% from the free throw line. He's got two more years on that contract, gentlemen. Is he going to continue as the starting point guard for the T-Wolves? Well, they're running. Um, they're running Dunn out at shooting guard quite a bit lately. 
Um, yeah. So it's certainly possible. I mean, Ru- the Rubio from the past month or two, the, you know, the past 20 games or so, is, is a different Rubio. This isn't yeah. just like, I, n- I remember a couple years ago, he started off the regular season, had a nice shooting streak, was hitting threes, but that lasted like two weeks. That was like five or six right. games. <laughs> right. This, this, I love, this I, is I love asking Shanky about, I, I, that's one of my first T-Wolves questions with Shanky is always, hey, how's that Rubio shooting going? And then he just moans. He's like, uh... I, he looked, I watched the game last night, and he was damn impressive. I mean, he was just knocking down confident pull-up jumpers. Um, he's still a wizard with the ball, with his ball handling and passing. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch, and he's only 26, so maybe he's just finally starting to get it. It wouldn't be that weird. So I'd be a hypocrite if I were to come out, to, come out and say, you know, he needs to be in this lineup moving forward. He needs to start. He needs to gel because I, I've been at the front of the pack for saying that Rubio is – is not as good as everybody thinks he is, but you know maybe I'm coming around to the fact that he is 26 years old and the specific team he's on right now. You can only have so many shooters play on the same same court together, right? So if you're going to have a team with Wiggins out there with Levine when he's healthy and with Carl Anthony Towns, well, the other two guys on the court should kind of be guys like Rubio and Gorgie Jang because you don't necessarily need five mm. ball dominant scores. Um, and having somebody on the court like Rubio mm. actually makes a lot of sense when you have other shooters, like a Steve Nash type. Well, despite, well, despite his success, they're still the, the Minnesota's still 3-7 and seven in their past 10. So that's yeah. one issue is yeah. they're still not winning. Still not winning. <laughs> it's, he's playing really well. Um, he's really good on the defensive end of the court as well. But I, I just don't know. I don't know if, if Tibbs likes the guy enough and is going to keep him around long term. We'll see. Um, but I've certainly been impressed by his play the past uh, month or two. You know, I still I, I had an old man rant about why aren't the T Wolves winning, and I, I I could probably you know I could replicate it here. I just don't understand why is this team not doing better. I don't I don't I, I, I know why. I still don't have an answer. It's a bunch of young guns who have have proven absolutely nothing in the league, and they have a new like first year head coach. Things yep. just take a while. Um, Scotty Brooks and the Wizards managed to get things going, but it still took them three months into the season before everything was clicking. And that's a cast of characters and veterans. This is a young group of, of, of kids and guys, really. And so I, I have no doubt they're going to be good, but everybody just needed to hold their horses for a season or two or even three. Yeah. Well, they, and if they, you asked all GMs before the season started, who would you rather your coach be, Tibbs or Scotty Brooks? Tibbs would win, what, 27 to three? Tibbs you know, is like, a top five coach, so definitely yeah. Tibbs. But, I mean, it, it just takes a while. I mean, it just takes a couple years, especially with a guy like Tibbs. I mean, he had to change the entire culture there, and it was a dramatic change, and that just doesn't happen overnight. Mm. All right, Shannon, you were, I cut you off there. I'm sorry. What, what did you want to throw in there? No, they've been good on the offense, Van. It's defense where they've really struggled, and that, that, that's Tibbs' strong suit. I think once they buy in, have have extra time integrating his system, they'll be better. Um, they also their bench has been garbage this year, so that that's been a major issue. If you look at their first half, second half splits, um, meaning individual games, like they always start the games off really strong and, and do poorly in the second half. I think a part of that is the bench is just weak. Um, the starters have to log too many minutes; they get tired down the stretch. You'll see, I think they'll make improvements. This is his first year with the team. I think after having a year under his belt, he'll, he'll make a few personnel changes, um, and, and some of the players will buy into the system and really catch on, and I think they'll take that leap next year. Got it. Got it. Thank you, Shannon. All right, well, this next point's for you. Your glamorous Pistons squeak by the Nets in Detroit. 
you know, had to win it in the last 30 seconds or so. So the Bulls are now one back of the P- Pacers heat, as we mentioned. The Pistons are now two and a half back. Pistons have two and eight in their last 10. Reggie Jackson dinged up. Shannon, please explain. Please. I mean, there's not much to explain. It is exactly what you see on the surface. Uh, the team's been playing like garbage. Um, it's not. It's not the matchups. Uh, they've had a very easy schedule, as you mentioned. I mean, they've they've lost to Brooklyn, uh, the, Knicks, the Knicks, Orlando, um, Miami at home. I think that that's a game they should win as well. At home, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a tough go. Even the Bulls. You know, you shouldn't lose by twenty two points to this Chicago Bulls team. I mean, you're essentially equals as far as the records go. So it's just been a. They've been playing bad. Um, they've been playing bad since Reggie Jackson returned, essentially. I mean, they were, uh, I think, one game above 500 when he returned to the roster, and, and since then it's been tough. He's out now, and, and I hope he stays out the rest of the season because it's better watching them play. They're a more functional team with Ish Smith running, running the show. Ken, I got a couple rapid-fire questions here for Shannon, so just sit back and enjoy these. Shannon, who is the best player on the Pistons? No, I have no idea. Exactly. That, all right, that's the only question I have, and that's exactly right. Is that like, I think you know we're fooled into the like maybe they're a cohesive unit and they're good, but when you look at the team, like on paper, it's not a good team. It's not a good roster. I think there's a collection of good parts. Do those parts do those parts go together well? No. Has Andre Drummond took the next step? Andre Drummond's the the default answer. He's the best player on the team. Right. Is that a good thing? A couple of years ago, I would have said, yeah, this is the dude you can build around. Now he just looks like you know, he gets his rebounds, he gets his points, but he he's a mess on defense, honestly. He looks lost most of the time during the game. Um, he doesn't get the blocks or steals you would expect from someone who he, he's has. A bit of a, he's a bit of a 70s, 80s center, wouldn't you say? He's not that yes. much different than Greg Monroe, possibly. Yeah, I agree. Do you, Shannon? Oh, he's a much different player than Greg Monroe. Um but not not necessarily a better or worse player, um, equally as <laughs> a productive. Slow-footed? Yeah, no, he's he, a dinosaur. He's, he's not a... slow-footed at all. He's one of the faster centers in the league, actually, um, and one of the most athletic. But he looks lost. I think his basketball IQ is very low. Um, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing on the defensive end ever. ever. Well, and, that was and a... the effort's a big issue. That's actually, as a Pistons fan, I think most Pistons fans would tell you his effort – and that was his big thing coming out of high school yeah. and then college yeah. as well. Everyone, everyone yeah. was like, it, he looks like he doesn't give any effort out there on the court. And it still looks that way. It might be just his kind of mild demeanor, uh, but it looks that way. It looks like he doesn't give a crap. So you've said a few times SVP is going to blow this thing up. Who does he build around? SVG, sorry, right? I don't know that there's one player that's currently on the roster that he'd build around. Maybe Stanley Johnson? Um, which, oh, which see, would, I know, yeah, I know, I'm not, dudes, I'm just saying, <laughs> KCP? Like, I don't think that, I don't think SVG likes Andre Drummond. You go look at Andre Drummond's minutes played and his game log, and you'll see there's plenty of times where he's only playing 24 or 25 minutes. He gets yanked because of his defensive lapses, because he, it looks like he's not giving an effort on the court. You watch a game. If you go to the Pistons games live all you see is SVG yelling at Andre Drummond the entire game. The man doesn't look, they don't look like they like each other. So I don't think he likes any of his players on his team whatsoever. Well, 
and Shannon, I have new more bad news for you. This just posted uh, about 15 minutes ago on ESPN. Contavious Caldwell Pope arrested for suspicion of DUI uh, in Auburn Hills. Uh, was pulled over for driving 45 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. Registered a blood alcohol level of 0.08. This per ESPN News Services. So uh, things getting worse in Detroit. One thing I'll say about that, and we don't need to spend too much time on it. Obviously, Stanley Johnson would move into any role. But the NBA usually waits on stuff like that. If you remember, with Ty Lawson, got two of them back-to-back, and it took – they usually let the courts step in and do their thing. Um, although I will say I think Ty Lawson's happened in the offseason. So um, just kind of wait. Stay tuned to Rotowire for any more news, but usually the NBA has a wait and see kind of policy with that. But uh, Stanley Johnson would be the person to move into any type of role if KCP is out. If he's out, right? Uh, DJ, to your point, who's the best Piston? Who's their leading scorer? Uh, maybe Tobias Harris. Yeah, ding, ding, ding! Nice job. It is Which Tobias is Harris. Absolutely hilarious 16.1. because he got moved to the bench out of the out bench. of all those starting five. <laughs> right. He was the one that was moved to the bench. So things. I just. I, I think we convinced ourselves that this team was on the rise, but they didn't do anything to keep adding players. And I think you need to add one or two more players, and then the group that they have now looks like a good cast of characters around two good players. And so they're still a long you're, ways you're, away. You're not counting John Lore as a big addition. No, not at all. <laughs> I will. Hey, public service announcement. I always feel like steals are underreported in the fantasy community. Trevor Reza actually had his second six steal game back to back. He had two six steal games in a row uh, in the loss to Portland last night. Mathematically, that's like the equivalent of back to back seventy five point games. Just saying. You know, your leading leading scorer averages thirty a game. Leading steals is two point one per game. Here to remember this for next year's drafts. Here are the top six steals uh, this season. You got Draymond Green at 2.1, John Wall at 2.0, both gentlemen I think Shannon's going to name later, Chris Paul at 1.93, Jimmy Butler 1.92, Covington, Robert Covington at 1.9 per game, and Seth Ariza, appropriately so, sixth with 1.87 a game. So but I thought six steals back to back. That's impressive. So Ken, you're you're going to be Ariza's agent, and next time he's up for a contract, yes. you're going to argue he had two steals per game. That's equal to thirty points per game. He's a superstar <laughs> player. You need to pay him like it. Okay, you have a good point. But uh, but come on, don't you think in fantasy steals fantasy- are a little. For fantasy purposes. Yeah, Ken, I've been on my soapbox all season long. Steals count just as much as points. And so when we're talking about somebody like Robert Covington, who I love and always talk about, you know, who's the fourth leading scorer in the NBA? In the fantasy community, that's equivalent to the same thing as Robert Covington being fourth in steals because those categories mean the exact same thing. Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's super important, Ken. It's just as important as any other stat we'll ever talk about for fantasy. The, I mean, Shannon's issue. right. There's fantasy value and real value. That is not as valuable maybe in real NBA, but in fantasy, it is. The issue with with steals is the top guy is averaging 2.1. Um, and then you go all the way down to like number number 40 is averaging 1.2. There's not a huge difference between the guy who's who's tops in the league and the guy who's who's 70th in the league. But math-wise, that's like 30 points per game versus 16, 17 a game. 
I don't. Which I don't think said, that for example, math is two point one versus one point one ratio. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Shannon, but there is a certain ratio aspect to it where you know, it, it, if this guy's averaging double of what that one is, then he's that right. much more like, valuable. That's, that's my math point. Yes, yes. Bye. Well, no one wants to listen to math. <laughs> well, anyways, go ahead, Shannon. End the steel conversation. Oh, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's never right, been gentlemen. an Ariza guy. I, I I tried to trade him Ariza multiple times over the last two years, and he wasn't having it. Ariza has value. He's a very good rotisserie player. He always has been. That's nothing's changed there. Back uh, when probably he was a shooting, better fan. yeah, back when he was shooting thirty seven percent, he wasn't that great. But no, yeah. he's he is what he is, and that's fine. Better fantasy player than probably real life player. Yes. Um, all right, sir. Well, we're about to discuss wagers, and maybe next year we need to have our wagers based on the fabulous sports items on Pristine Auction. That's pristineauction.com. They have a daily auction ending nightly with hundreds of lots, tons of stuff for your man cave, always something perfect for a fan of any team. There are three big reasons to go to pristineauction.com. Authenticity. So important. They guarantee authenticity, and all items come with authentication from only the most trusted sources. Number two, affordable. Most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but is much more affordable than you think. Variety. So many amazing sports items. You really have to go to pristineauction.com and use the search box to, to see all the different stuff they have across every sport you like. Um, I lost out on my, I bid 21 bucks on that signed Wes Unsell championship, 78, 79 bullets team. I'm trying to figure out who won. I bid 21 bucks. I would, I would have been super happy to get that for 21 bucks. Anyway, you go to P- pristine auction, P R I S T I N E auction.com. It's quick and free to register free to bid on any items. And you only pay when you win, please mention how you heard about pristine? Please mention RotoWire when you fill in the "How you heard about pristine" uh, drop-down box when you register. Please place RotoWire in that drop-down and go get all the sports paraphernalia you need for your man cave at pristineauction.com. I'm very happy to say that I'm looking at our list of bets, and for the most part, my name is mentioned only as an arbitrator. So I'm very happy <laughs> from that perspective. But let's jump into them. Um, first one here. We have Houston will finish in the top five of the West playoff seedings in 26-2017 this season, obviously. Shannon has yes. Ken has no. Loser buys, obviously this is going to uh-huh. be Ken. Loser buys the winner a Pistons, uh, basically old-time hoodie. Uh, Rockets currently in third. Uh, Shannon, I think you are definitely the winner. You act, it's, it's mathematic. I know we weren't going to talk about math, but mathematically <laughs> I think you win this bet. Woohoo! I'm excited. That's you know what's sad. What's sad is when I was putting these notes together, I actually thought all season the bet was Houston finished fourth, and then I looked at the email we recorded. It was actually top five. I mean, I woefully lost this bet. <laughs> woefully. Yeah, that one was determined like in in December. You could you could have ordered my my hoodie at that time. Uh, when did we we made that bet? Like first week of the season, was that was early. early. That yeah, was I think early. We went over projected standings because I was really high on Houston too. And for some reason, you guys came out with the bet, even though I was on my high horse about Houston coming into the year. 
I was too high on OKC. I was too high, I think, even on Portland, maybe. I, I'm trying to remember like why I even agreed to that trade. I remember James Anderson. I was talking to him later, and he was like, love that deal. You're going to be enjoying that Bullets hoodie. And I was all like, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, that's because James and I have a bet about who, who finishes higher, Houston or Minnesota. And obviously, I, have I the won. Same, yeah, I have the same bet with James. Yeah, he's. You he, do. He what did you guys wager, James? What was the yeah. wager? Every bet me and James do is 50 bucks straight up. And I have won. 50? Oh, yeah, I have I have won the last three bets, so he he has shoveled over 150 bucks to me over the last like six months. Are you in the burrito run, the basketball team burrito run, DJ? Do they still is James still doing that with Adam and others? Mm. Oh, I don't I don't know if we call it that, but I mean we we go to a Mexican place every Thursday. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm cheap. I'd probably say you know I got burritos this week or something. Like oh that. yeah, I don't bucks. know. James and I are high rollers. We just we clearly. Just when when we first, our very first bet might have been influenced by some some alcohol or something like that, and we just stayed true to tradition all the way through. But second bet of the year, Sacramento point guards. This one is I, I was definitely announced uh, anointed, I should say, the arbitrator. So either Darren Collision or Collison uh, or Ty Lawson will finish the year as the better fantasy player. Ken had Collison. Uh, and Shannon had Lawson, so guys, talk this out. Who do you think won? And I'll arbitrate. Well, why don't you read the stats down? Uh, oh, there you go. we got it. All right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Collison, they've both. Uh, Collison has played sixty-five games. Lawson sixty-six, so pretty even there. Collison thirteen point four points compared to Lawson's nine point four. Uh, Collison two point two rebounds compared to Lawson's two point five. So if you're keeping track, it's one for one on categories. They both average four and a half assists. They both average one steal, but Lawson has 1.1. Oh, my goodness. This is actually very close. 1.1 to .53s for Collison. Blocks are even. Field goal and free throw per shooting shooting percentage goes to Collison. It's not close. It's not close. Here's it's why. It's not Here's close. Ty Lawson, <laughs> we, we make it too difficult. It's just based – I'm basing it on Yahoo's average season average ranking. Based on that, Ty Lawson's 158. And Collison is 95. Collison is the winner. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine declaring that and, and paying up whatever whatever I wagered. Um, can you win this one? Congrats. Shorts. Thank you. So I, actually, I, I we, get a pair of Celtic shorts. Yeah, I got. We, we actually picked out the items, both the hoodie IOU and I. I don't know if I picked out the shorts. We'll find. We'll find some. But uh, I actually was shocked in putting these stats up last night. How close it was, except. Where Lawson beats Collison, it's really similar. Like 1.1 versus 1 steals is awfully close. But where Collison beats Lawson, it's kind of a big split. I actually was still though surprised um, it was this close. Guys, who's this? You know, both these guys contract end at the end of this uh, season. So who's the starting point guard in Sacramento next year? Neither one of them. Yeah. Drew Holiday, maybe. Um Ooh, they're going to pay big to get Holiday away from the Pelicans, you think? Huh? Well, <clears throat> they've got to have a lot of money. They've got to have a lot of cap space to go get something. Right. Uh, Reggie Jackson? I mean, Ooh, doesn't Reggie yeah. Jackson seems like a Sacramento King at this point in this career, right, Shannon? Uh, if they'll take him, sure. They can have him for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to answer your question, Ken, we have no idea. But, I mean, yeah. 
the last few options have been just guys who've been kicked aside by the rest of the the league. So so Rondo, <laughs> Collison, hopefully they, they hope that it's whoever they draft. They hope they keep their pick and it's whoever they draft. Right. They, right. Guess. James hasn't taken the um the Kentucky point guard though. He's another one and done guy, so he's not going to be ready. His rookies. Fox. Yeah. He he looked damn good in the tournament. Do you think he's ready to step right in and start in the NBA though? Yes. Ooh. I do. Ooh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to have to enjoy that wager because it gets worse from here. It gets bad. <laughs> uh, last wager. So I'm actually in this one, unfortunately. Uh, this is whoever finishes highest in the Rotowire Staff Keeper League gets a pair of fancy stance NBA socks. I'd get a pair of Thunder socks. Shannon Pistons, Ken Celtics, of course. This one's not close either. No, and you know what? Um, Shannon said all season he was going to catch us, mm-hmm. even th- when he was down there third and fourth to last, and that's exactly what he did. The IT trade was huge. I think that, and then Kyle Lowry, the IT trade, and then Kyle Lowry getting hurt the day after our trade deadline, mm-hmm. that torpedoed my squad. And you you got IT for a song, if I recall, Shannon. Yeah, Buddy Heald was essentially the centerpiece of that draft. He's he's a long-term keeper in that league. And, and I would say, but I would say, Butter, Buddy Heald is looking damn good as a keeper in that league Sir, now. He wasn't, he hadn't moved to Sacramento yet, though. No, when he made no, that not at He was all. still still frustrated in New Orleans, right? Yes. So, but, but he's looking like a good keeper now. So, I mean, that's, you know, two years from now, after I have a third or fourth place finish this year, two years from now, and Buddy Heald's averaging 25 and 5, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be feeling some pain. But here's the kicker. But wearing some wonderful socks. You're gonna, That's true. You're winning socks, but you're not gonna win the league. And a lot of your contracts are gonna expire. Mm-hmm. Whereas, well, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I, I I immediately just kind of bowed out of this bet and 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 made some trades for the next couple years. But making all those trades now with all these expiring deals, only getting socks, but not getting the top prize. Any regret in some of the trades you meant or di- made, or does it still make sense back the, back in time? The trade you and I made, um, I do regret that because I gave up Anthony Davis and Bradley Beal in that deal, and I've got a handful of players who are contributors. Um, but my team actually has not performed as well since I made that trade. Um, we had guys like like one of one of the throw-ins practically was Gortat. Gortat's on my bench now. He's been playing like He's garbage. Since yeah. Jan Mahimi's come back, they've actually like split duties exactly. quite a bit. Uh, There's talk of them benching Gortat actually and starting Mahimi. So I went with a I have I have too much depth on my team instead of star power. Um, so well, I, I traded I, you like six guys. It I was know. like a six for two. And I mean, I got great players. I got Kawhi, um, you know, Gortat, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, Decent players, but Morris Porter and Gortat have all played a lot worse since that trade than they were before it. Um, Kawhi's been great, obviously, but it really it really hurt me to trade away Anthony Davis. The rebounds and blocks that I lost um, have hurt my overall ability to climb up the standings. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that I finished last though. So at least Shannon wins some socks. At least DJ, you've got some real pieces for next year. I am gonna I will not finish in the money. Uh, where Shannon has a shot at third, I will not get a, a socks, and I have almost no contracts worth taking in the next year. <laughs> I'm terrible. Right. I'm <laughs> we need to get some winners on this podcast. We're three <laughs> losers exchanging apparel. Uh, Ken, let's get into your crazy old man rant. You know I love it. Uh, 
I am so tired of the MB of the MVP debate. I just, for starters, I just don't care that much. Do anyone really care who wins the MVP? And look, if OKC loses in the first round to Houston, does the Westbrook versus Harden debate really matter? I get it. The 24-hour sports networks need stuff to talk about, especially with no football news. But what about the Cavs and Celtics battling for the East? What about the San Antonio Spurs holding the longest active consecutive playoff appearance record with 20 straight appearances going all the way back to 98? This is a team game. Can we please focus on the teams? Also, in a side note, I'd very much like Jeremy Lin to get a haircut. It's bad enough watching the next Nets terrible basketball, watching, you know, but then to have to see that ponytail flop around is extra irritating. How about Alfred Alfred Payton's front ponytail thing that he has going on, though? I, I want I want that to be cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, 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 I would go fund me that as well. If there's, it, really and does. Not, it looks like yeah. a front ponytail. He's like a, he's like a unicorn, but not he's like, like a intentionally. Good unicorn. He's like intentionally messing up his vision. You know, it's like the guy that re- insists on wearing his baseball hat on the basketball court when you're like, you know. Hey, you don't want to restrict your vision. He took, you know that the way. He clowns around and gets triple doubles. You know, he's like Ice Cube. Uh, but he does it like in the bad way. Like he dresses, he looks like a clown when he's doing it. Yeah. That's not what Ice Cube meant. <laughs> you are our go to Ice Cube expert. All right. Yeah, I was. there's some kind of origin story for why he hasn't cut his hair, and I was trying to find it. Um, and I, I forget what it is, but something like Peyton. say that again. Lynn or Peyton? I assume you probably mean. Peyton. Oh yeah. Not, well, Lynn. Oh, I know Lynn's. Lynn had a pact with his friends to grow out their hair and do crazy stuff with it. Um, so that that was just like him and his friend groups just being silly. And and Peyton had some kind of kind of like uh, like like month of really good confidence and he just decided to keep it going or something like that i can't remember the exact story but you're right it's getting to the point where he hasn't played a month yet has he yeah it's getting it's getting to the point where like it might actually be prohibiting him from being a better nba player so all right (laughs) <laughs> Let's get into uh, one of our broader topics on today's pod. I know that we're all, or I know Shannon especially, is excited to talk about this. Players having underappreciated stat lines this season. Uh, there are numerous players having historic seasons that have gone under the radar, namely because of the season that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are putting together. Um, but we definitely want to highlight some of these stat lines. Now, before we do, Shannon... Now, while these stat lines are amazing and underappreciated, I will say that historically this season in the NBA has been one of the worst defensively. So it's not all that surprising that some of these stat lines are, are born out of a very bad defensive season. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it is, right? Offense is up, so stats are up. Defense is down, so, uh, you know, it, it, of course, since offense is up. Um, but I was really inspired by a Deadspin article about John Wall, and it just you know, it spoke about how well John Wall is actually playing this year, but no one ever talks about it. And that's certainly true. John Wall this season is averaging 23.4, 10.8 assists, 4.2 rebounds, and he's second in the NBA with two steals per game. Um, that's just crazy good. Yeah. And no one talks about it. Um, and having, another- to play, I mean, having to play major minutes, really, for the seventh year in a row, sixth year in a row. Yeah. No real backup until they got Jennings off the waiver wire. Another another interesting stat with John Wall, he's averaging 0.6 blocks. 
um, which would be that's best. It's 65th in the NBA, but it's best among point guards. Um, uh, it's best among guys. Ooh. The only guy who's averaging 0.6 blocks or more and 10 rebounds. And he's only the second. He's actually only the second player to ever do that. The other guy is Magic Johnson. Magic ten Johnson. Assists. I think. Yeah, 10 assists, assists and 0.6 blocks in the same season. Magic Johnson's the only mm-hmm. other player to ever do it. He did it twice. And this is the third season in a row that John Wall has done it. Nice nugget, Shannon. Woo. I stole it. Hat tip to Deadspin. Thank you for oh. publishing that article. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It, but it's a it's a great it's a great stat. It's a lot of fun. And, and it, 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 go read that article on on Deadspin because it's got highlight videos of John Wall blocking Abaka and other big guys. So it's a lot of fun. Well, and, you know uh, something else to love about Wall while we're on the bandwagon. Here's his game count the last four years after those early knee issues he had as a as a, a youngster. Last four years, 82, 79, 77. It'll probably be about 77, 78 this year. He's Love stud, it. man. Yeah, he's great. He's he's a workhorse, that's for sure. And and if Bradley Beal is, is coming along nicely, and if they could add you know another nice piece, maybe get a nice center next year or something like that, or, or power forward. Uh, you know, Markeith is fine, but he, he'd be a good six guy off the bench. This this Wizards team could be pretty good over the next couple of years. That's what we thought a couple of years ago, too, before last year's stinker. So, we'll yeah, see. new coaching situation. I think it's good. I think it, it, Scotty Brooks has breathed life into that organization, and I like where they're headed. Well, and Wall's 2.0 steals, also a career high for him. And as you mentioned, Dealer earlier, it's got him number uh, two in the league. So, all right, moving on. Who are a couple other under underappreciated guys who are putting up monster stats, but we're not really talking about because Harden and Westbrook are stealing all the headlines? I'll go with Isaiah Thomas, and I know we're talking about him, and I know he was briefly considered in the NBA MVP conversation, but he's averaging almost thirty points per game. It's absurd. He averaged twenty two last year, and last year he had an amazing season, and you know we everybody came around to him. Us at Rotowire, we do our preseason projections, and you know we're pretty good at that. If you look at him, you can always compare it to what we projected, but we were way off, as was everybody in the entire, you know, everybody in the NBA space. We had him for 22 points, just like last year, and he goes out and gets his 29 per game. I mean, he blew everybody's expectations out of the water. If he didn't have Harden, if he didn't have Westbrook, we'd be all over him and his resurgence at age 28. Plus a high volume of free throws, and he's shooting ninety one point two percent from the foul line. That is understated for sure as well. Now I, I'm going to rattle through. There are a handful of guys, and I'm just going to rattle through them really quick. Um, Go Bears averaging fourteen points, thirteen rebounds, two point five blocks, which leads the league. Um, Unibrow Anthony Davis twenty eight and twelve, with two point two blocks and one point two steals. Kemba Walker twenty three five and a half and four. Um, I'm sorry, 25, 23, five and a half assists and, and, and three three-pointers per game. Um, C.J. McCollum, is, he's very close, dangerously close to the 50-40-90 club, which I, I, I never would have expected. Mm. But he's shooting 49% from the floor, over 40% from, from three-point, and 91% from the free-throw line. Um, Jimmy Butler is another guy who, again, like, yeah, he's having a great great year, but do we talk about him much? Not not really. 23.5, 6.2, I mean, just uh, there are tons of dudes. There's probably a good, like, 20 to 30 players that are putting up, like, f- normal first-round fantasy value. Yeah. 
The last guy I'll say, and and surprisingly, this has gone under the radar. LeBron James is averaging twenty six, eight and a half, and nine. I mean, he's having a, a career year statistically at age thirty one. But again, it's not a triple double, so we're not giving it all the attention. But twenty six, eight and a half, and nine. That's absurd. And then. They're not really resting them like they claimed they would, like yeah, Coach Lou said they would try. Yeah, that went out the window. But all right, guys, let's finish up with some Friday FanDuel DFS. Uh, I'll kick things off here uh, with Clay Thompson. He's going up against Houston tonight, $7,500. That is one of the more expensive prices he's been at all season. The pace of this game, the just style of this game, what this game means going into the playoffs. I just have a feeling like maybe he can catch fire. Um, on top of that, you know, Houston is not the best at guarding wings necessarily. So maybe they sick Trevor Reza on him, but maybe Ariza is preoccupied with Draymond Green. I don't know, but I really like Thompson tonight in a high-scoring, crazy game. Yeah, no surprise it's the highest-scoring game of the night. Uh, most NBA books have it between – or Vegas books have it between 228 and 230 for the over-under. The second highest-scoring game of the night is the one I'm targeting, Denver versus Charlotte. It's it's about 220 to 225 is what you'll see that at with the over-under. And and the reason why I like it is because you have these guys the, – the values on the players are actually con- depressed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Batum is only 6,300. Um, wow. That's a low point for him. That's I know he's had, yeah he's had a couple bad games recently, but I love him at 6,300 in a high-scoring game. Kemba Walker, 7,600. He was over 8,000 just a week ago, so the fact that he's only 76, I love him in this high-scoring matchup. Uh, Ish Smith, we talked about briefly earlier, 5,300 going up against Milwaukee. If Reggie Jackson sits... You know, Ish Smith is a good bet to put up 30 to 40 fancy points. He had 37 fancy points last night against Brooklyn. Um, it's really a lot of fun matchups. And, and the last guy I want to point out is DeMarcus Cousins, facing off against the Sacramento Kings tonight. Uh, $9,600, which is, is, you know, he's been over 10000 for most of the season. Cousins been really good. Uh, the last three games he's played in, 69, 49, 58 fantasy points. I just feel like he's going to have that monster game against Sacramento. He's really going to want to rub it in their faces. <laughs> you know, my only worry there, I mean, we all have cousins. We all like put revenge game revenge. in triple capsules, yeah. <laughs> a gazillion exclamation points. My only worry is he actually gets teed up like in the second quarter. You know, too, Ken. That's my only fear. But just for sheer fun, I, you got to go cousins. I want to go buddy healed. I want to see how many they encourage him to hoist. That's a good I point. I can see this. I could see no one playing defense, this being like an NBA All-Star game with nothing but anger, but then Cousins takes someone's head off in the second the second quarter. I mean, I'm going to play Cousins, but I am a little worried about the technical foul. I, I am totally worried. I could see him and Willie Cauley-Stein just literally punching each other tonight, just getting in a fist fight. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest, but you're right, Ken. Uh, it's supposed to be fun, even if we're putting money down on it, and it will be uh, it'll be a hoot to to watch Cousins go off if you have them in your lineup tonight. That's really all I have to suggest. Uh, Thompson and Cousins. Can I, I mean, Cousins can I praise Shanuski? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, Cousins is the one that, you know, like you said, I have a revenge game of all revenge games, and that's always my my thing throughout the season. You have revenge game, triple, triple, double, quadruple, exclamation mark, and I think all three of us will be going Cousins pretty strong. Uh, anybody else that you'd like to suggest, Shannon, or did you rattle through all yeah, your options Yeah, tonight? I need help with this name, though. Um, Holmes from Philadelphia. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn? Okay, yep. it's like a yeah. mixture of Richard and Sean, so I just wanted to make sure I got it right. Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> it is, yeah. um, Oakford's already ruled out. 
Holmes been sort of inconsistent, but he should see 30 minutes tonight. And when he gets 30 minutes, it usually means 30 fantasy points. So I Only like 5,800. Only 5,800, too. Okay, All right. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, 5,800 is a great price. Uh, mispronounced names on this podcast. Uh, Ken had SVP instead of SVG. And Shannon oh. had Butter Healed instead of Buddy Healed, which might be the best mispronunciation of the <laughs> entire season. So, But that was because I was trying to say Butter and Buddy. Like I, was, I wasn't even trying to say Butter. I was, I was but, 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 Buddy, but, Buddy, but, Buddy. Yeah. I, I don't care for Butt Buddy either. No, it's okay. It works. <laughs> Oh, for the love of everything, Ken, get us out of here. I uh, love the Ishmith pick, by the way, Shanuski. Nice, nice, oh, nice job there. That's a good one. Um, okay, yeah, let's, you know, all this triple-double talk. I thought I'd look up a quote from Oscar Robertson. He's quoted a ton, and frankly, they're all pretty boring, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> did you guys know that when he had his triple-double season in 61-62, where he averaged 30 one points, 12 and a half rebounds, 11 and a half assists for the Cincinnati Royals. He did not win the MVP. Yeah. Bill Russell won. Now, granted, the Celtics had 60 wins and they were champion and the Royals only had 43 wins. But how, how about having that triple-double season and you're not the MVP? Third. Yeah, he was third. third Wilt finished third. second that year, yeah. yeah. Who was second? Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's when big guys ruled. But uh, anyway, here's Oscar Robertson who sounds like he would do a great uh, old man rant on the pod as well. But he said, <laughs> it's like all guys want to do is make a dunk, grab their shirt, and yell out and scream. They could be down 30 points, but that's what they do. Okay, so you made a dunk. Get back down the floor on defense. Oscar Robertson. Anyway, attention passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.